0: March 2020, the novel coronavirus arrived in St. Louis. Folks don't have any kind of an immunity to it at this point in time, which is why we're seeing it spread so much. And restaurants began welcoming fewer diners amid growing reservations. Honestly, it's just started to scare us. It was
1: so much.
2: But this sacrifice has saved many thousands of lives. If
1: you feel safe going out, go support your local businesses now while you can.
2: We must stay in our homes, Stay away from others and do all that we can to prevent the spread of the coronavirus.
0: Eventually, staying in wasn't enough, and there could be no more dine in either, in some cases by choice, then by order. It was
3: an extremely difficult decision. I am worried about people's health and I am worried about people's finances. I wish we did not have to do this.
2: In a restaurant, when you're eating and talking, that's an area where higher than
3: likely transmission would occur. Restauranteurs overnight had to kind of recreate and reconcept their own restaurants.
0: When restaurants asked their patrons for support with takeout, St. Louisans delivered.
3: We have a lot of deliveries that usually come around dinner time. There's a whole rush. Sometimes we actually have to pause them because there's too many coming in.
0: But when a pandemic we expected to last a few weeks stretched into months, this was all getting harder to stomach.
1: Restaurants are important to all of
0: us
3: and we are struggling right now.
2: Do you expect your own stay at home order to be extended?
3: Next week or two, we will uh, know no more, but it won't surprise me a bit. is extended for
0: the industry changing and often uneven safety requirements across the area meant enough pivots to make them
1: dizzy
3: it's very bleak and ominous to be quite honest with you and i'm not going to sugarcoat it
1: in some cases stumble and fall and covid 19 knocked its feet right out from under it
0: taking out thousands of employees on the way down
2: i just left my previous job we all went to go out and have drinks and the next day that place of business closed down the place that i just
3: started working at closed down And pretty much every place that I frequented closed down. We don't know how many friends and family members in the industry we're going to lose through this. I know it's going to be significant. Thank you very much. We all have a good weekend.
0: But food people are resilient people, and they're getting back on their feet.
3: I think it's important to look at the bright side of things. Losing, you know, about half of your revenue overnight is a good kick in the butt to start getting creative.
0: With nowhere to go but forward, They're navigating new territory.
3: We're keeping a log of everyone's name and phone number, I guess one person per party that comes in.
0: We've removed um,
2: most of the bar stools. We're asking people to remain seated. We've blocked off every other table. We got out the tape measure and measured
1: six feet. Now it's hashtag patio season forever. We've doubled our amount of heaters that we've had. We try to get them next to every single table.
0: With hopes to feed us, entertain us, host us, nourish our communities
1: once again.
3: Brandon Schneider is about to request a table for two. It has been a while.
1: We don't all agree on a lot these days, but I think what we can agree on is that, you know, restaurants are really important to the economy.
0: So in March of 2021, where do we go from here?
4: We're a place of not only economic strength, but we're a place of emotional strength.
0: I sat down from afar with four local foodies to talk about what happened, what comes next, and how the restaurant industry can and must recover after a year tabled. I'm Abby Larico. This is the Abby Eat St. Louis podcast in part one of this conversation. Just introduce yourself for me. Um, let's start with Kyle.
2: Hi, I'm Kyle. Um, I am the head brewer at Well Spent. We are. I am at the brewery now. Um, we're um, we turned off the metal music, and we're gonna try to keep it like decently quiet. But you know, it's it is a working brewery. We're brewing today. I started the brewery with my wife in uh, 2018, and we um, uh, went along for about two and a half years. Uh, I needed help running the business, so we. Um, sold the brewery to our new owners, Evan and Kristen Chance, uh, who are great. They're uh, regular customers of ours and uh, business-minded folks. And uh, so they helped me run the brewery now. Um, and so um, I'm making beer and, and trying to run operations and, um, you know, do the best we can. with what we got right now.
0: Happy birthday, by the way. Birthday. I saw your yeah, Instagram. Awesome. Happy third birthday. Yeah,
2: thank you. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, it's, it's a weird, uh, I guess now every person has gone through an anniversary <laughs> Uh, during the COVID era uh, because we've been in it for a year.
1: Hi, I'm uh, Tara Galina and I am the co-owner of Vicia Restaurant and Winslow's Table Market and Bakery with my husband Michael Galina. Uh, and like Kyle said, we are also uh, at the at the point of celebrating an anniversary um, and Visia is going to be open for four years this month. Wow. Um, and we shut down actually right before our anniversary last year. So we're really um, grateful that we're, we're seeing another one come around, um, but also really um, looking forward to finding ways to celebrate that in a positive way um, and sort of, um, you know, make the most of the situation that we're in. Um, but it's been, yeah, it's been a really interesting experience operating two different businesses, um, one that had just opened, you know, right before the pandemic had started as well.
0: I feel like we're going to have to have like a great, big, happy everything party once uh, once things are more open, because there's so many wonderful celebrations and anniversaries we haven't been able to to fully actually embrace this year. So,
1: yeah, both both for our businesses, but also, you know, being a location where, you know, so many of our guests came to celebrate special occasions, too. It's been strange to not be celebrating with them in that way, but I've been really amazed with how we've been able to help people celebrate at home in unique ways, you know, over the past year or two. For sure.
3: I'm Russell Ping. Uh, I'm the owner of Russell's Cafe and Bakery in Fenton and Russell's on Macklin. Uh, We actually celebrated our 15th birthday during the COVID time, but it was like there was so much stuff going on that we didn't even have time to stop and breathe and celebrate that we had been open for 15 years. Um, running the show, um, you know, and and wearing a lot of hats these days and stuff like that, but just keeping it moving.
4: My name is Kui Tran. I am the overfed busboy, overworked busboy at Miley and Noodle House here in St. Louis. So uh, it's been a, um, you know, I'm glad to be on here with my colleagues here. Um, You know, I do miss the fact that I can't come into any of every, you know, it's been a while since we've gone into anyone's restaurant. So it's been kind of a struggle trying to keep everything afloat, but you know, we're staying positive And uh, if I can crawl, you know, I'm sure all of us feel the same way. If we can crawl, we'll figure out a way to walk again. So that's kind of uh, where we're at. And I think that's the attitude that all of us are adapting <laughs> using right now. So.
0: Yeah, a lot of adapting. I mean, obviously, we're all sitting at our own respective tables, homes, restaurants, breweries. We're not all sitting at a big table together, which is obviously what we would have wanted to do for any kind of conversation like this. But part of the reason we're all having this conversation in the first place and we're doing it over Zoom is because this past year has been weird to say the least. So we're talking about one year in. I don't wanna say one year later because I know that we're not, COVID is not done yet. Uh, COVID didn't just happen in March and then we moved along and figured out from there. It was an ongoing pandemic. It is an ongoing pandemic. So I'm gonna ask each of you, What about you, as both a business person and as a human being, has changed over the last year?
3: Um, Well, I mean, a lot of stuff has changed for us. We actually, we had to close one of our locations through COVID. So just kind of like dealing with that whole thing. Um, You know, I, I think that people... Often think of like restaurant owners that were just kind of you know in the kitchen or working on recipes and stuff like that. But it's like you, like I said before, it's like you're wearing a lot of hats and you know this year's just been like a lot of stuff added on. You know, you're you're trying to keep staff afloat, trying to keep businesses afloat, you know, trying to act as your own you know lawyer to get through contracts and and all that kind of stuff. I think we we have also seen a lot of positives um, at our Fenton and Macklin location. Um, it's just been a lot of learning this year. You know, we've totally re configured how we do a lot of our stuff. We've reconfigured our hours. Um, you know, when we were able to seat people again, um, our whole reservation system has changed. And it's just been like this constant for me this year, uh, not so much focused on the kitchen this year, but just focused on continually, you know, reconstructing this business, you know, month after month after month, and um just kind of like learning what people are comfortable with and what we're comfortable with and what our, what our staff's comfortable with and just just constantly changing. We've definitely been on our toes for an entire year.
0: Yeah, yeah. Tara, I know that's something we've talked about as well, just having to kind of pivot and pivot again and pivot a third time and just constantly adjusting. Um, is, that, is that similar for you uh, when it comes to how you've changed in the past year or other, uh, how have you changed in other ways?
1: Yeah, I mean, personally, professionally, everything about my life has changed from, uh, you know, how I go to work, how I operate work, how our businesses run, I had a baby during the pandemic, I, you know, my my life has, um, yeah, I really haven't had a lot of time to sit down and take a breath and, and reflect on it. But what I can say is that... Um, we're lucky that we have both of our restaurants are still open. Um, they're very different than they used to be. And in some ways, in, in positives, um, I think Winslow's in particular, uh, our kind of strategy that we took back in May of last year was to um, reopen um, as an online grocery and uh, a place that people in our community could find great local food. Um, and that took off in a way I really never anticipated, um, in addition to just doing our great you know food that we do takeaway. Um, and now we've reopened in on the interior as a full-on, um you know market, which is um really kind of t- a taken taken a life of its own in a way that I, I don't think we would have ever done before. Um, in fact, when we opened Winslow's, we very much tried, decided not to be a market at all. So, uh, you know, it's kind of funny how things come back full circle, um, but those are the roots of the restaurant. So it, it's sort of fitting in a way. Um, Visia has been a lot harder. Um, we uh, we were, are, I like to still think, you know, um, a special destination restaurant um, for really unique experiences. Translating that um, to take home has been, Um, A little bit harder but we've had an incredible sort of steady base of clientele that have been supporting us. Um, One of my favorite things that we've done is every week we do these destination dinners that are um, take home or sometimes uh, dine outside Uh, and like they sell out in in a day sometimes. I just couldn't believe how um, receptive people were to the idea of you know traveling through food and that's been um, a really positive thing that's come from this. We've also totally transformed our our outdoor dining space and are now reinvesting and building that out even further because I see the potential in that, not just during COVID, but for years to come. So it's pushed us in directions I don't think we would have taken before. And I think when this is over, whatever that means, um, I think we will be more of the restaurant we always wanted to be, but maybe we're afraid to take some chances on. So um, I'm thankful for that. Um, We have a really small team. I'm really excited to eventually hire back more people and and grow, but I still feel like we're not, not quite there yet. Um, but I'm very much looking forward to it. Yeah.
0: Congrats on the baby by the way. So he's like nine months
1: old now. So it's like, you know, old news, but
0: (laughs) (laughs) time is a weird construct in pandemic. I I swear it's, it's strange. So, um, Kui, how about you?
4: Um, you know, we've been very fortunate to, uh, be able to hang on, uh, at first, you know, I think, uh, with, you know, my colleagues here was very, um very stressful because no one knew what was going on. And, you know, we're trying to sort through like uh, the government planning, you know, programs, PPP, idle loans, Um, you know, for a lot of our businesses that are already in debt. You know, in the beginning, it was very stressful because we I mean, it's obviously still stressful. But uh, in the beginning, we didn't know what to expect because. Uh, a lot of businesses, obviously you're in debt, you know, a great amount to start up. And so the last thing we wanted to do was take on a government loan that we could possibly have to pay back just to stay afloat. And, you know, that sets you back two to three years uh, if you're lucky. So it's just, it was just one of the things. And, um, you know, on this podcast, I think uh, if a a lot of people don't know, and if they haven't said so, um, you know, a lot of us here, uh, wanted to thank Tara too, cause she's been great and kind of, uh, spearheading this restaurants act. Everybody's just been so busy not being able to talk to each other, but at least I wanted her to know since she's on here with me, that, uh, it's greatly appreciated that she's fighting for all of us as well while we're all trying to figure out something to do. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's been very difficult. I mean, uh, I think fortunately, uh, we already, uh, did like 20% of our business was already carry out. So, um, we didn't really have to transition that much as far as, um, a lot of restaurants who may do like five carry out orders a week. You know, we just basically transitioned to hundred percent carry out. And then now it's 80% carry out 20% dine in, as opposed to it used to be, um, 80 dine in and 20 carry out. And so, I mean, we're just, you know, we're trying to keep collaborations open, Talking to other friends in the restaurant industry, um, you know, during the pandemic, we were able to still do a Lion's Choice collabo and do a Bird and Barrel collabo and Salt and Smoke, Pappy's. Uh, We had so many other restaurants lined up, but I think uh, when they shut us down again in November, we didn't want to overwhelm a lot of restaurants because obviously some people didn't have the means. So, I mean, you know, just like all of my friends here, we're just trying to figure out ways to... Um, get through this, uh, trying to find out ways to, um, you know, through neighborhood deliveries or whatever, just trying to find ways to bring in revenue. So that's kind of like where we're at. And we'll continue that way in hopes to, um, I don't really see it really opening back up until uh, more people get vaccinated. So once that, you know, happens, and hopefully that happens sooner than later, whatever the new normal is, it'd be better than, you know, what it is now. So here's hoping. (laughs) Yes. Yes.
0: Kyle, I'm so interested in your answer because, you know, we're talking about a third anniversary. And in that three years, it's been all sorts of uh, like a phoenix from the ashes. We well spent shut down and then was able to reopen. And that was in February of 2020, was it not?
2: Yeah, we were open for about three weeks before we shut down again for COVID. Um, so we, uh, closed in July of 2019 and then opened in, um, in February. And so that, you know, as, as, as harsh as that sounds, we we actually were a little bit more prepared, I think, than most of our other kind of, uh, uh, restaurant brewery folks, because we were prepared for that additional startup period of like a year of just like trying to kind of find our way again. And so we had kind of, you know. Um, stash some cash away to kind of deal with that kind of first year um, uncertainty. And so, you know, I mean, the level of uncertainty we were expecting and what we got were different things, but we at least weren't, you know, um, we didn't have a lot of debt. We didn't have any debt and we um, had that kind of uh, going for us too. So as much as we've had to, you know, um, I'll only say pivot once, I'm trying to promise I'll only say pivot once, but as much as we had to pivot, we were prepared for that. It was yeah a lot of emotion there, but like at least we had, you know, kind of the
0: backing too. I want to touch on something Russell mentioned though. When it comes to, you know, being your own lawyer for certain things, being your own advocate, or what Kui was talking about with um, Tara and the restaurants act, and just having to navigate so many different things. I mean, how much? And I'll just open this up to the floor. How much of your job in the past year has been? Not even just the minutia of making sure the food looks good when it goes out or the drinks taste good or the environment is nice and just navigating the rules, the laws, the policies that could maybe help you stay afloat. I would say
1: 95 percent. I mean, I think I think five percent of my life has been um, like normal food and beverage related uh, business, which is. Uh, sad in some ways, but, you know, you have to be, you know, as, as, you know, I've heard mentioned in the panel, you know, you have to be your own advocate. You have to speak up for yourself. You have to ask questions. You have to call whoever, you know, you can get on the phone to give you advice, whether it's, you know, accounting advice or legal advice. Um, I reach out to different industries, but yeah, I mean, the, 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 the the legalities of our operating our businesses is one big piece of it and adapting to those changes, but also um, trying to um, get what is available to us in terms of government support as well is um, has been a hugely um, t- time-consuming task. For those um, who have been able to secure a PPP loan, um, you know, it's for, I mean, me personally has been a, a lifesaver that I don't know we could have survived without, um, but it was so much work. Um, and I had thankfully resources to help me, um, that, that were able to guide me and not charge me an arm and a leg to do so. But, um, there's a lot of people who don't have that access. And I, all I could think about during the process was that piece of it and how discouraging it would be to somebody who didn't know who to turn to, you know, and it's not over. Um, I mean, I think there's still, um, things that people maybe even aren't tapping into like tax credits that are, again, are really helping us survive that I hope people know about, but again, I, I don't, don't know where everybody gets their information, or what they see in social media, or if they have great attorneys or accountants that are, you know, kind of advocating for them. So again, it's really kind of every man for themselves, which um, I think has been really eye-opening uh, through this experience. And I hope um, there's some potential to have some more co- cohesive messaging um, and and support resources in our own St. Louis community for restaurants. Um, you know, when this is kind of over. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, I would say I totally agree, probably 90 95% of of my time has gone to um, just kind of figuring out what's next. I mean, I know like for us we've got multiple locations, we've got multiple LLCs. So like, you know, we ran into with um, you know, our first disaster relief loan went through really fast. I've been now trying to get my second disaster relief loan for the other LLC to go through for 6 months um, without any luck on that. And kind of like, you know, you're trying to run your business and do the things that you normally do. And luckily I've got, I've got a really amazing team of people that, that, um, you know, I know can step up for me, like while I'm off doing all these different things. Um, but there's no real resource for restaurants to go and say, okay, here's the checklist of all the different things that you can take advantage of. And and here's the simplest way to do it. Um, it just takes a ton of time. Um, you know, so I've been, you know, this year has been so much more sitting in front of a computer, um, you know, and just talking to people and talking to lawyers and and doing that kind of stuff, uh, than I've ever experienced. Um, so hopefully, <laughs> you know, be would night- be like, I- I'm looking forward to a time, hopefully sometime in the future where we can kind of just focus back on, on, on food again, but it's also been. You know, like I said, I've, I've got a really great team and some of those people have really stepped up and, and it's given them an opportunity to kind of show what what they can do. So that's good.
1: I would also mention, I I don't know why I didn't think of it before, but um, a a very large part of my time over this past year has also been trying to be some type of COVID resource expert for my staff, which, uh, you know, I have zero experience in. Um, I thank the lucky stars. My mom actually works for the Department of Health in Broward County, Florida. Um, So she is like, I call her whenever I have questions, but like, that's crazy. But I mean, in terms of, you know, what constitutes whether or not someone can come to work when they have to get tested. For a long time, it was like tracking down a place for them to get tested, which was so hard. And then having to test my whole staff and then having to decide, are we going to close the business? Are we able to reopen the business? I had to contact trace for every single one of my employees to find out, you know, who were they around and and kind of, I mean, that part of it was, was immensely challenging and, and keeping our employees safe. I mean, for me, and I'm sure for everyone on this call, you know, has been paramount um, and has been more important than anything else during this whole time. Um, And that's been really, Hard and again, we're all just sort of fighting to figure out how to do it without, um, you know, without any real guidance.
4: They're one hundred percent correct because this past year, I mean, I've literally ninety five percent of my time has gone to you know being a counselor trying to figure out where to get COVID testing. And you know, Tara's right. A lot of times, you know, luckily, I've been in St. Louis most of my life, almost all of my life, and built up a lot of resources. But you know, that's the thing. You know, we've held we've had meetings, you know, to, uh, with the first PPP, uh, loan understanding, uh, before people were applying, you know, uh, with a lot of restaurant people, we had it at Nudo and I put my attorney on speaker, uh, to help everybody out, to kind of navigate, uh, how that was going on. And, you know, a restaurant deal, you know, other restaurant owners are calling like, Hey, do you have somewhere we can get tested and, you know, for COVID and stuff like that. So, you know, I've used a lot of my friendships, uh, whether it be doctors, whether it be bankers, um, law attorneys, uh, accountants to kind of put them together and, you know, hold these meetings where other restaurant tours without this kind of access could ask questions and kind of get a better understanding. So uh, we have all been fending for ourselves. And, you know, fortunately I've been able to, Secure, you know, PPP loans for many, many different restaurants too. So, uh, Russell, you want to reach me afterwards if you need a second round. I've got a good local bank I'm working with that could really help because you know I've I've helped secure yeah over maybe over fifteen PPP loans for different restaurants here in St. Louis going through a local bank and uh, putting that out there to you know the St. Louis Board of Aldermen as well. Like if other restaurants need help, they can reach out to me or. I've put numbers up to my contacts at the bank, so um, it's just you know we've been trying to figure out how to survive, and then also at the same time trying to figure out how to help other restaurant tours. So that's kind of been the whole year last year.
3: Yeah, and as uh, Tara was saying, like as far as staff goes, an- another thing that's that's been just a big learning curve or difficulty as a as a restaurant owner. Um, is that there's there's nothing that's really standardized for what you're supposed to do if someone on your staff you know comes in contact with this or something. Uh, the first time that somebody in our staff came in contact with it, uh, I actually got a call. It was it was <laughs> this girl's first Saturday that she was working. Um, she worked on a weekend and then went and got tested. And I got a call from the health department saying like somebody from your staff has tested positive. And I said okay, you know like we knew eventually this is going to happen. So what do we do? Like, what are the bullet point? What's the bullet point list of what we're supposed to do? And and she just flat out said, I don't know. <laughs> um, so we ended up closing for full two weeks. you know, that's like losing two, you know, during the, the week right now with the shutdowns, our week business is not huge, but, but two, two weekends is, is giant. Um, and to have the people that are calling you to tell you that you know it's probably the best idea to shut down, like have really no idea what you're supposed to do. We're not having your resources. It's pretty tricky. Um, so that's been a lot of learning, kind of like what to do as as those things happen over the last year.
0: It's, I think I from my like, you know, perspective, a, it would be the type of thing that it's hard to come up with, up with a, checklist. a checklist because from what I've learned about you know, and I. I love talking to restaurant folks and food business folks because the stories are often so different and how you came to this is so different, how you run the business is so different, but that presents its own challenges because, you know, what works for Russell might not work for Kyle, for Tara, for Kui, and how much of that is involved in balancing all of this? You know, you want to have some guidance, but at the same time, sometimes the guidance doesn't work for every situation.
2: Yeah, I think that was frustrating for a lot of art for our staff is you know i mean we're trying to go to med school overnight you know uh between the short time frame that we knew we could reopen for you know whatever limited um capacity we could uh so we try to figure out you know what what that meant and so what we did was we looked at um I think uh the Momofuku uh restaurant group put out uh their like they just put their PDF of their um their new policies on on their website. And then I think uh crafted's a similar thing. We just kind of had a co- kind of copy and paste. And uh, because, you know, I just, just didn't know what, what to do there. And we've taken those and we've revised them, I mean, 10 times since, you know, since we started reopening. And I think it's frustrating for our staff, you know, uh, just like it's frustrating as a, as a country to kind of, you know, you put out a mandate or you put out um, something that says, oh, you should do this and then, oh, okay, no, we've learned more and now we need to do this. And so you're. it seems like you're kind of fishtailing in your, um, in your message, but what you're really doing is just learning and growing there.
0: Next week, part two, why they say the old way of thinking about hospitality is gone forever. The moments that have given them hope and what these foodies are eating to help them get by. Wash your hands, tip on takeout, and seize the plate.